I am a sister. I am a man. I am a wife. I am a daughter. I am Chinese. I am a son. I am American. I am Asian. I am Canadian. We, we are all Joksing, and you are tuning into the Bamboo Star Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the BS Podcast, the Bamboo Star Podcast, where we are talking about various topics of Chinese Chinese people living in a Western world. Hi, my name is John. I'm joined here once again by two of our fellow co-hosts. We have Asunta, Angelina. Hello, hello, hello. Awesome. So we have another episode. Hopefully, this time it's a little bit more interesting, a little bit more fun. And what is our topic today, peoples, ladies? Marriage, engagement, engagement, dating. Technically, it should be the other way around: dating, engagement, marriage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you could try doing it the opposite way too. I guess, supposedly. I mean, you Benjamin Button that. <laughs> no, it's like um, back when we were younger, was it like Proud Family or one of the shows? It's like you're not allowed to date until you're married. Oh boy, that would be unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. So before we get into our topics, uh, how have you guys been for the last week or so? <laughs> Things opened up. I've been shopping. I see. How about how about you, Angelina? What have you been doing? I have been home working. <laughs> wow, awesome. work's been getting busy. Yeah, same. And um, I guess like weekends. Yeah, since things are opening up, shopping is huge. My wallet is hurting quite a bit, <laughs> but you know it's fine. I know. Just when it was full, it's now oh. starving again. What about you, John? What have you been doing? I have been uh, chilling, not doing a whole lot. Uh, took a few days of vacation, enjoying the sunshine of summer. Hopefully, the listeners are also enjoying summer. I don't know. Depending on when this uh, podcast gets released, I guess it might be also be winter for them. <laughs> oh no! Let's hope not. Or we have, uh, you know, people from south, uh, the southern hemisphere. It's winter there, while well, we have summer, so True. it's cool. That'd be I nice. I guess it's always summer somewhere. <laughs> Speaking of summer fun, I guess, uh, well, I guess we, we don't really date anymore. I, I am married to Tuna here. But uh, Angelina, you are perfectly in the dating game. Are you I single so. and ready to mingle? Not really. She's taken. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry I am taken. <laughs> At this point in time. But, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, let's, let's go back into, I mean, we're going to talk about marriage and engagement and stuff and I guess, um, how we approach in a Juxing culture. I guess it's kind of weird, actually. We don't really have a Juxing culture in terms of dating. I think it's just more. Dating is just dating, you know? Yeah, dating is like just (laughs) what do you do kind of thing. But I can, I can easily see how we would carry particular values from the Chinese culture into it. Yeah, I guess. Though it's sometimes it's kind of hard to distinguish between what is considered quote unquote a Chinese culture or what is considered the Western culture when it comes to dating. That's true. Well, I mean, and there's a lot of other factors. Yeah. Like aside from just culturally, there's also like religion, politics, and all those other things true. that goes into it. So it's not specifically just culture. But I guess for the purpose of this podcast, we will focus more so, on the yeah so i guess how i guess how important is i guess chinese culture in the other half for you if in a dating context let's say that like for me it was pretty important um even when i like was dating back in the day and stuff i didn't i didn't really go outside of chinese people Same. okay not, for not, me. Like, I don't think it's ra- like the racist thing or a race thing or anything. I think it's more of just like preference and whether or not I feel like I get along with them. Yeah. So for, mm-hmm. yes, so, I agree. It's like it's just 
it's like something's missing or it just doesn't click as well. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's like shared values, I think. Yeah, I think underneath all of that is definitely a shared value and like the, like kind of like a similar background of like upbringing of sorts. If you know what I mean? Like I'm used to having been brought up because of my Chinese parents um, and then like sometimes things that I relate to is because of my own experience and if like that other person that I'm dating kind of relates to some other things then it's kind of easier to get along, get to know that person and then you find more interest. At least that's what it feels like for me. Hmm. Well, how about you Angelina since you're in the dating game? Like, it's, it's kind of... uh, quite different actually. I think like... Uh, well, okay. I should say, like, my first boyfriend was Filipino. Okay, so was my second. Still Asian. Okay, if you're going to put it like that, then yes, I date Asian, but not particularly, like, Chinese. Or I guess, like, um, how, how, how important do you feel like it is? So, okay, so you dated outside of Chinese kind of realm. Have you, have you gone to, like, other race? This is kind of weird that we're talking about, like, but have you <laughs> dated other people outside of Asian culture? And did you find anything different? I mean, I kind of dated for a little bit. Like, I dated a Caucasian guy. But okay. it was, um... It wasn't too, too different. And, like, that relationship did not last long at all. Okay. But so, it so was... are you saying that culture doesn't necessarily play that big of a role in terms of your dating life? At the beginning, I don't think it did. But now, as I'm getting older and, like, thinking of settling down. Uh-oh. I, like, think, we, I, I currently... think we lost it for a second there. Uh, we said settling down. Oh, I think, like, now that I'm older and I'm planning on settling down, I think culture might affect me a little bit more. And it also has to do with <laughs> funny things being after I broke up with my first boyfriend and I told my parents, they were like, oh, Great. So when are you bringing home a Chinese boy? <laughs> okay. Okay. The Asian like, parent expectations. Yeah, and like, well, currently I am dating a Chinese boy man person. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, thing? Are you um, missing the thing part? <laughs> no, no, no. He's gonna listen to this. I can't call him a thing. <laughs> um, but uh, I have found that it's easier to communicate okay. when like I'm dating Chinese versus I guess technically Filipino because I've dated predominantly Filipino and now I have a Chinese boyfriend but um, it was I guess it has its perks and it has its non non perks or complications and, or difficulties yeah 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 mm. because it could also be kind of fun when I was dating like my Filipino ex it was like a we could teach each other about our cultures and that's also something that like we could talk about and be mm. like oh like you know like at dinner you should use chopsticks or um he would teach me it's like oh Filipinos we eat with our hands a lot of the times or like he use what was it a spoon and a fork they don't use knives <laughs> yes I, I've noticed so, like, that throughout my yeah. uh, high school and I had a group of friends who were Filipino back in high school yeah, they're like, that. what are knives? Yeah, they, knives? they never <laughs> use knives. Yeah, so, like, in that sense, it's also kind of fun because, like, you get to teach each other new things about each other's cultures. Mm -hmm. But then it also comes with its difficulties in the sense that me growing up Chinese, there are a lot of, not a lot, but I would say, like, there are certain words that I don't know how to explain in English. It's mm -hmm. just something I say in Chinese typically. And that becomes a slight communication issue because I don't know how to explain what, like, what I'm thinking because okay. there are certain feelings where it's like I, can only, like I can only say it in Chinese. And then I have to think really hard and be like, okay, what does this really mean? Like, how do I explain it? Okay. Wow. So, I mean, I guess as you mentioned, as you're growing up then, you, as you learn more, are you looking for someone... How, like, has, it, has it changed where you're leaning t towards more like with culture wise you want more compatibility on that or are you still open to like the learning kind of idea 
this is this is legitimately <laughs> well for me it's it's more of like coming from like someone that hasn't really dated outside of chinese right not just even asian yeah. it's more like just chinese straight up so like for yeah. me it's very i guess i'm one-sided if you want to say it that way in terms of my experiences <laughs> my breath say that. Like, experience. I'm not for me too i don't think i've dated outside of chinese either um seeing how well my boyfriend i guess like works like quote-unquote works within my family now it seems like culture being of similar culture or specifically chinese is better just because like i don't think well, but, okay so, so for our listeners it's better for us just because it works <laughs> i mean <laughs> your mileage yeah. may vary <laughs> yeah um just because like that one comment that my parents made is like when you bring home a Chinese boy, my mom always complains like, oh, I can't communicate with your boyfriend because he doesn't speak Chinese and stuff like that. And then like now that I am dating a Chinese boy <laughs> and like specifically like Shanghainese, um, I found that like it was really cool seeing him being able to converse with like grandpa because mm-hmm. like we like my mom's are our mom's yeah, side like is Shanghainese and, and like they yeah. yeah so the elderlies know Shanghainese and because my boyfriend is Shanghainese and he actually like grew up speaking the language it was easier for him to like communicate with them while before like with my exes I don't think like my family really talked to him because okay. he only spoke English okay so I think it's not just family sometimes even like i find that like it's similar when, when it comes to like family friends that maybe like or the aunties and uncles that kind of watch you grow up sort of thing like they they have similar comments because i remember one year when we went back to like when john and i went back to hong kong and like the family friends in hong kong all wanted to meet him they were all like, oh, does he know Chinese? Do I need to, like, switch channel to, like, English or talk to him? And I'm like, no, 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 no. He understands Cantonese fine. He can talk to him in Cantonese fine. And they're all like, phew, okay, that's good to hear. Like, they all, like, legit breathe, like, a sigh of relief. Like, I feel like, at least to our older generation, like, they feel like, they feel a relief when they hear that. Like, when we date, we're dating somebody who is of this, like, same background or like same um same culture or same similar upbringing at the very least Mm -hmm. yeah i think uh, it brings into the fact i guess from like a previous podcast that we've mentioned that um it does like when you do marry or into the culture the asian culture is very like family based Yeah, yeah so it becomes very um when you like when you go when you go dating marriage and whatnot it's more I think you marry the family and that's a little different in a slight variation in terms of um, the kind of Western culture where it might be like, oh, I'm out going out on my own. I just finding who I like kind of thing and may or may not like factor in family as much. Mm. Um, so I think I think a lot of people, I don't know, that might be like more similar to us or in the Juxing culture might that are trying to stay connected to the Chinese culture might fall into that category where they look a little bit more towards, I guess, the, um, like, marrying the family to a certain extent or, like, everyone else. Mm. And I think it makes it that much easier to just kind of get connected because other Chinese people understand. Now, my question is, though, what if you had, you, like, met someone, different race or whatnot, but they, like grew up or learned a lot in like Asian culture spoke like fluent Cantonese like one of those like like I don't know like TVB actors where it's like either they're like white or black or whatever they're just like not normally not not Chinese but they grew up say in like a Chinese culture in Hong Kong or something and could actually speak fluent Chinese understands everything would you be even interested in that in like a dating culture or like I guess when you were dating I feel like me it really depends on personality Mm, okay like in that case it would be like well i mean i think it'd be be cool to i guess date other races if that makes sense 
But it's like, if the culture, like the culture difference isn't really there, then I think it's like one similarity that you can like kind of check off. And then it would be like getting to know them on all the other levels and see if you're compatible there. Although not trying to get canceled here or anything, but like there was a conversation with family at one point when I was single and like, I remember during that dinner, I think like mom asked you, like, what would you do if I brought home like an African-American person? And you were like, I don't care who she did if she's happy. And then my mom just gave you this look. <laughs> well, that's, that's parents, right? So they, 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 I guess they're looking be like, oh, because you're going to marry the family kind of thing, right? Yeah, but I've already so. told her before. I was like, well, okay, if you just keep complaining about language barrier which is not even existent because she freaking speaks english um i was like what if i brought home somebody that spoke chinese but wasn't chinese and my mom was just like she had nothing to say about it but i like i could tell like i feel like most asian parents are kind of racist i, I think yeah I, I, well just say <laughs> maybe we can get talk about that in the future in like race <laughs> culture kind of thing but, uh, but, I mean, back yeah, to my question, so. I mean, I would, that, if, if, I, I feel like that's a very hard person to find. But if I was able to find someone like that, I'd be interested. That'd be interesting. Like, definitely. Hard to find because you're in, um, like, North America. Yeah. But, I mean, if, yeah, I guess if I grew up in Hong Kong kind of thing. See, the, yeah, okay, so the thing is, I think, yeah, personality or even just behavior wise, like the culture thing, it matters. But I've been back to Hong Kong and I realized that I don't want to date someone from Hong Kong because just the culture there, the Hong Kong culture is very different. <laughs> and I can't stand I can't stand it. Like, it's really so hard to find So basically you need a joke saying is like your, yeah. your ideal person would be a joke saying i think your closest might be like a mix no no like, no no like no no what i mean is like like when you have to fulfill all those criteria criteria where this person has to be has that similar upbringing or like speaks like chinese but is essentially not chinese yeah like i think the close but it's but close to your idea of like um Maybe close a personality, maybe is kind of like a joke thing. I think your closest thing yeah. might be a mixed. No, no, no. It's, it's true though. It's true that you say like uh, my ideal person would be a joke thing because I remember clearly stating that when I went for exchange in Hong Kong, and people were asking me, "Oh, are you gonna go back and find like a Hong Kong girl or something like that?" And I was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, no, no. I need someone that's like an ABC or a CBC, mm-hmm. like American-born Chinese, Canadian-born Chinese, someone born like." In the Western culture, or someone that's like born in Hong Kong but grew up in the Western culture. In the Western culture, like there literally, like I literally. Was like, no, no, no. Is not born here. No, <laughs> I'm not. No, no, no. It's just like that culture-wise, right? I think that was that was like looking back, like that was exactly what I said before in the past to some people already. I think so. That was I already kind of knew what I needed or what I what I wanted. <laughs> what you wanted is more specific than that. I think at one point you did tell me you specified you were into girls that came from hong kong at a young age hi specifically so you don't want an abc or cbc you want somebody mm. that moved here at a young age from hong kong hi but grew up in western culture hi like, yeah. i remember you explicitly <laughs> telling me that and i'm like now yeah. that i think about it, i think most of your girlfriends fell into that yeah most of them well yeah most of them most of them some of them were <laughs> oh yeah actually right i think maybe one true. was an abc true but the other ones were all huh interesting right Anyways, <laughs> I, know, I know you. <laughs> yeah. Well, ah, okay. I mean, it's nice to have a sibling to help you remember things. I don't really have that capacity to remember so much. Hmm. I'm sure I like, remember things wrong too. Like, so I, you dating then Tuna? Like hmm. you dated Chinese? I so now that I think you... about it, I actually did dated somebody who is not Chinese, but he's still Asian. He was Vietnamese. Okay. okay. Yeah, but still within the Asian culture. But, like, did you... I guess, like, did you have speci- specific? specifics? 
specificities. Oh, sorry. Uh, no. In terms of like race or anything that you're looking for. I think, look, I thought about this before too. Like, um, whether, like, I would be interested in, like, guys who are not Asian, or, um, like, I'm including like all the different Asians inside, but like, specifically non-Asian. Then I was thinking that, well, it's not that I won't like them. Uh, as a person, is just I don't see myself dating somebody who's outside of that culture. It, I don't know. I feel like for me, like if I whether like I like somebody or would actually go on dates with a person has a lot to do with whether I click up with that person or not. So it's more about that person itself rather than like the culture or the race that he is from. Yeah, I agree. Like I like to me like a lot of times actually I think all of my exes have been like I've been friends with them first before I started dating them like it's none of those like oh I meet this person and it's like oh I have to like date this person I've never really had that like yeah uh, I, I have see. to click with this person before I I will even consider that person. Hmm. I have dated out of feeling the necessity to date somebody but it was that one didn't end very well well clearly (laughs) (laughs) it was a like speed dating event that I met somebody and like I was not really there to find anybody particularly I it was a fundraising event and my friend was like we don't have enough girls get your ass down here and I'm like okay fine and I ended up kind of meeting somebody or matching I guess with somebody there and we dated for a bit, but then all my friends could tell it's like, why are you dating this guy? You clearly don't really like him. <laughs> <laughs> and like, very unfortunately, like, yeah, it, it just didn't. I mean, it, I've gone on dates. I haven't like dated somebody just because, you know, like <laughs> I've gone out on dates because like they asked, but that's about it. <laughs> oh, I'll give you a chance. One chance. <laughs> Alright, so I mean, once we go down once you start dating with somebody like, when you start to get more serious so in terms of an engagement then wedding I mean, that's I guess that's the more traditional route, let's just say right, because there are people in yeah. this world that like, you know, common-in-law they just live together, never get married or maybe even like, never get engaged Right? Yeah. But or never just... met their other half until the day of the wedding. Arranged marriage. Oh, arranged marriage is a thing. That is true. That is I think true. I think arranged marriage is actually a thing, not just in the Asian culture too. There's also mail order brides. Sure. Let's okay. okay. But <laughs> I mean, let's say the more traditional route of uh, getting engaged and whatnot. Um, I guess what are like what are some like traditional things from China in terms of engagement? Or is do you think engagement is a purely Western idea? Uh, well, I guess if we, go, if we go back, perhaps this might be our fun fact of the day. Fun fact of the day! Day, 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 day. day. <laughs> um, back in the day when a, like historically in China, if someone was to get married, they would, um, basically, what would happen? It would be a, usually a girl would marry into the guy's family and the guy, the male's family would pay for everything and the girl would have no say to a certain extent. It was like an arranged marriage a lot of the times where it was a male-dominated or patriarchal society and the girl's family would pay for everything or is it the boy's family you just said boys now you're just confusing yourself i'm pretty sure it's the boys because like okay the the knowledge that i know is from dramas and usually it's like the boy's parents will send dowry dowry they like send like dowry to the girl's family and like which is like propose the marriage kind of thing Mm -hmm. 
And then afterwards, usually, like, the girl's parents would be the ones that whether accept or deny. Like, yes, yeah, like the girl, said, had the girl no has say no it. say. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the parents are just selling their daughters off at that point. Um, and I don't know who pays, but it seems like the boy's family would basically do most of the work because it's like they have to send the dowry. They... Yes, that is, that is correct. That is correct. They would yeah, pay yeah. because also like girls didn't work or anything. Correct. They yeah. usually weren't like the just male housewife. family yeah. basically pays for everything because I remember clearly that my uh, when I was a kid, my parents were like, "Hey, if you find a white girl, <laughs> then it's the opposite way in Western culture, where the girl's family would pay for everything." Yeah, I remember this. They yeah. would tell you, it's like, you must find a white girl. And then they would tell me, it's like, you must find a Chinese boy. Yeah. So we don't have to pay for either of your weddings. <laughs> that is true. Parents. Well, I guess that figures it out in terms of the fun fact of the day. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't actually know if it's true, though. Like, I think it is. I think it is. Western it's, society. Oh, well, at least in Asian society, which was part of the yeah. fun fact of the day. The male's fam, the boy's family uh, would be paying for everything, uh, yeah. the wedding, the whatnot, because in quote-unquote return, the girl's family would be giving up their daughter effectively. Yeah. And that is one of the reasons why a lot of, uh, well, in Chinese culture, a lot of families want boys. Um, I mean, not that they have a lot of money to pay, but it's also because the, uh, they, the boy would never leave the family. Uh, and they can always take care of the parents, or the parents would live with the with the boy. Whereas if you had a girl, if you got married, you would get, send the girl away effectively, and no one, can, uh, the girl won't be taking care of the parents at the end of the day. So that's why a lot of families would want boys because down the line, if they're following the traditional culture, the boys would stay at home, take care of the, the parents. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of other reasons for, for sure, for a sure, boy for sure. over a girl, too. But yeah, that in is a very patriarchal, male-dominated society, that was yeah. what China was, and that's what traditions come from, unfortunately. So, um, but yeah, that's your fun fact of the day. Today, 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 today. So, going back to engagement. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, what do you guys, uh, do you guys feel like um, you guys fall within the western or the eastern culture in terms of engagements how do you guys feel <laughs> um i guess i'm the one that would speak most to that uh why are, are you engaged no because i'm married because <laughs> you've gone through the process yes <laughs> uh i it's kind of i don't know it's from my family at least we're kind of a bit of a mix like of Western and Eastern and, yeah, culture. Yeah, Western okay. and Eastern culture. Okay, so how so? Uh, well, let's I mean, let's go with the Western. Like, how's it Westernized? I guess what Western culture and your engagement planning, dreams, hopes, aspirations. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, to well, me personally, like, um, the idea of like a proposal or an engagement it usually will uh, is associated with. A ring because a ring of some sort because well that's kind of from like in western culture and all that or, mm-hmm. or, or at least that's what the modernized um society kind of associate you with and generally speaking that's usually a diamond ring because that's the most common like thing that people follow so okay. i mean uh personally when i expected like a proposal i'm expecting at least a diamond ring in okay. our case, I didn't specify that how big or small or whatever. I just said a diamond ring. That's it. You can decide, kind of thing. But okay. like for so, me, so, like that was always a thing for me. So that was west. That was western to the max. I guess. So was there any, I guess, Asian influence in terms of an engagement that you wanted? And I mean, mm. not that I, I don't think there was much, but no, I don't think there was much in terms of the actual like. Um, Chinese culture engagement in there because okay. I mean like because usually uh, it's there very is traditional if there is yeah it would be like bringing a dowry over and a bunch of or stuff or it would be symbolic kind of thing like oh symbolic, oh no yeah. <laughs> I guess you could say that like there's a thing called guodai right 
Isn't um, that wedding though? Um, that is after the engagement usually. So like if you go back to like the traditional way of like where you go taitang, which is basically like proposing it like a marriage, which okay, so, like oh, we said yeah, earlier was yeah. by the during, parents, right? During yeah, the engage during the engaged phase. Yes. After the engagement. But it's before marriage. Okay, so before okay. before you like you get married in Chinese culture you have something called which is kind of like a dowry of sort, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so where the gro- um, the groom to be will bring gifts to, um, to the uh, or well, traditionally speaking, the groom is supposed to send like uh, call his servants or friends or whatever to bring servants. gifts. Okay, like if you're rich, you have servants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm like your servant. <laughs> so then, like the groom will bring uh, have. Um, someone bring those gifts to the bride to be's family, um, uh, to kind of like a uh, like exchange a good, ex- for the wife. No, it's more like the goodwill <laughs> to show that like I am I am capable. Oh, of I'm like, worthy. Of I can sort. I can take care, I can take of, care your of your daughter of sort, okay. right? Um, and traditionally, the groom himself doesn't go um, personally. He sends somebody to represent him on his behalf. Don't huh. ask me why, but it's no, thing. traditional, yeah, traditions, uh, okay. And then, uh, what was I going to say? So, um, uh, in one of the things that you will see in Godai, like, it's usually, like, a lot of, like, it's not just, like, money. It's all, sometimes it's, like... Fruits. Oh, <laughs> there's fruits. Um, there's, like... Um, a house. No, 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 no. There's, <laughs> like, a, there's, like, a... Like, what do they call like those um Samsung Hoi Mei? Car, a key, oh. No, sun, like, oh, those, like the dry, uh, the dry, the dry, kind of expensive um, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the dried like mushrooms, seasons. the, the delicacies. Delicacies, delicacies yeah. usually. And then there's. Shark fin. <laughs> I don't um, think they do shark fins, actually. Um, any dried <laughs> what stuff. What I'm trying to say is. Expensive stuff. Okay. What I'm trying yeah, to the say fruit, is... the fruit's got to be the nice fruits, too. you got to be those $100 Japanese <sighs> oh melons. Okay, I, I'm never getting yeah, to this. Yeah, $100 square water I'm melons. never getting to this. But what I'm trying to say is they always come with a pair of coconuts. And I was like to my mom, I do not want coconuts. For whatever reason why we have coconuts in this tradition, I do not want coconuts. And my mom coconuts was like... Coconuts are exotic in Asia. In China, it's like, oh my gosh, you had the money to actually like... Go out into the ocean or hire someone to go out. Yeah, there and like two giant it. coconuts with the hay on, the, like like the, the the character called Hay, which is like happiness or like um, celebration yeah. written on it. But like at the same time, my mom and I were just like, "What the heck are we gonna do with two coconuts? Like eat it? <laughs> I don't. We don't know how to eat it. So I was just like." Please don't bring a coconut. I don't want a coconut. Okay, so that's post-engagement. No, no, that's... Yeah, yeah, okay, post-engagement before marriage. Cool. That's my only thing with I think that might have... It's probably, um, like, a evolvement. Yeah, evolvement Uh, over the years. No, it symbolizes something, and I forgot what it symbolizes. No, it's just because, like, if you think of the olden days where the parents would send the dowry and, like, taitan, and now it's, like... People don't do that anymore, so they're like, oh, well, we'll, like, alter it so that now it becomes, like, the guy will send other things over. But regardless, it's still considered a dowry for the girls, for the girl. I guess. Yeah. No, it's just, like, it's symbolic in, in, in nature at this time now, because you don't really, yeah. it's kind of weird. <laughs> Unless, like, yeah. someone's really buying a bride, I guess. Like I mean, if you if you wanted to do it traditionally, it would you, you wouldn't the guy wouldn't even have a say in it technically. It would be the parents, right? Or or I the or the guy so. would be like, oh, I like that girl, and then but the parents would have to approve, yeah. etc., kind of thing. So it's not like so it, it like we're not we're going with the western. It's gonna be westernized or you know a sign yeah. of the times or whatever. No I think what. the yeah. cultural aspect of it will remain cultural and symbolic, like yeah. down the road or in even in future generations. And probably a lot of it is going to get like, not misconstrued, but like kind of get lost throughout the generations, kind of like a broken telephone sort of thing. Mm. All right, so Angelina, how about you? What would you if do you feel like engagement wise, you, you would care much about the Asian culture or the Western culture? I know it's really small to a certain extent. Like the gold I like thing is more of after engagement. <laughs> Yes, I, guess... I have much to say about that one. <laughs> oh, really? 
But, like, in terms of the engagement itself, I don't... Probably Western? I don't know what an Asian engagement would be. That is true. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think there is much of an... Like, the whole Asian engagement thing would be, like, your parents telling you to get married to this one particular person. Like, arranged marriage situation, I Or feel maybe like. just the approval. Because, yeah. like... okay, I... Oh, true. How about asking for approval? Would that be a big thing? I mean, for me... I actually went and asked for approval from uh, from the parents prior to actually getting engaged. But yes. I feel like I don't know if I think that's a truly Western idea, though. Uh, I don't know because I to a certain extent, well, if we're going with the whole arranged marriage thing, you would never have to go to ask for approval. Well, that's the particular case for arranged marriage, though. Like, if you think about but, it, like if, like back in the days, it's like. If, like, the guy actually wanted to marry, like, a girl, I think he would still ask for, like, a, a kind of, at least, so, some sort of, like, blessing from the girl father, at least, if not that both That sounds parents. super Western to me. Um, okay. So. It could be that both cultures have it, because I, I do know, like, my Caucasian, like, some Caucasian families that I know, recently the boy actually went to ask for the girl's parents yeah. to have their daughter's hand in marriage kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I know, uh, okay, well, I guess most of my friends are Asian. Like, they're Chinese or, like, they might be really whitewashed, but they're still Chinese. But they still went and asked for, mm. like, the parents' approval before going through it with it. So I think it's a, I think it's, like, across all cultures, it's kind of a unspoken rule. Might or be, it's, like, a show be, of respect yeah. to the future in-laws i guess fair enough so would how about how would you would you want something like that or would you not care i personally like i don't think i have a say in whether or not my boyfriend goes would you prefer that they ask though i mean i mean yeah of course you don't have a say in in whether or not your boyfriend's gonna do it i don't know if i have a preference i guess if i had to choose (laughs) oh hmm. now now you're touching something completely different um (laughs) I personally, if I was to propose to my boyfriend, per se, I don't think I would ask. Mm. Personally, I'm a little scared of his parents. Because um, to a certain but... extent, I think, if, even if, if, if you did the proposal kind of thing, that's straight up not even, like... Yeah, it's not even tradition. Not. It's yeah, completely like, out of yeah. tradition. So yeah. I would just do whatever I felt like doing if it came to it. If you're, but if you're going I down that road. Think, <laughs> yeah. But I think I would want my boyfriend to ask my parents just because it's like a sign of respect i don't like seeing how our family is very big on like the whole respect and tradition thing i feel like there might be a little bit of a bad taste if he didn't okay fair enough cool i don't i'm not threatening you or anything if you're listening to this just (laughs) saying (laughs) you know who you are (laughs) But I'm just saying, my suggestion would be you should probably ask. (laughs) All right. So since, okay, so engagement being a small portion of this, let's move on in the traditional route and say at the actual marriage. Or let's go to marriage prep. So Mm -hmm. going prepping for marriage before you actually get married. I mean, we mentioned Guadalai. That's like one of the steps in terms of showing respect to the Family across across families. Mm-hmm. Um, like, are there other things? I don't think there is. Generally, just planning wise, in terms of like planning the actual ceremony um, and whatnot, like actual day of. I don't think there is any other thing that is in between. It might maybe like have a meal together, maybe meet the in laws, perhaps kind of thing. I think a lot of it is just lo- like the logistic, the preparation of the things that you will need for the wedding, etc. Most of it. Yeah, I don't think that, I don't think that's driven by any necessarily like a specific no, culture. Like, well, like I mean out like of necessity. Perhaps just like certain items is kind of like you go out, like you go look for certain items because it has like cultural aspects to it, right? True. Like you might find decorations that are all in red for the Chinese culture because like red represents like luck and like celebrations and such, right? And like I mean, for one thing, I know at least for the 
I don't know if the if it is also like in the male's family, but at least from my family, we went all around looking for all these like decorations with um the um the character hay. Like so, it's you. You will usually see this character. So there's decorations, like Chinese decorations yeah. for the house, kind of thing. For the house, um, okay. there's also like specific things that will be used for like um, maybe like ceremonies before the wedding sort of thing. So like for the girl, you would have like you probably have to go find like oh combs and stuff. You have to find people to do things. Um, I guess okay, so it's all just, to... so just logistical stuff in nature. I don't think there is anything that's culturally related. Well, I mean, there is, if you think about it. It's just it. pep-wise. Well, if you count the hair combing thing. Okay, well, that's uh, that's that's going down to, like, the night uh, night before kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would like, consider that part of the wedding. Yeah, we, yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like if you're during the engagement, like, prepping as well... You might be looking at perhaps like a place to stay together in the future, um, perhaps a car if, if needed, well, that's or like other like things. To, but like that's just that's just stuff, getting right? things ready to a certain extent. I think that's part of the Asian. Well, no, I think no, in Western that's... culture, you probably just want to get have have that in general, have it it's lined up. It's just good planning, you know. Um, yeah, I guess traditionally the male would have a house already kind of done, ready for it. Or at least, um, if anything, like the kind of like the the female will just move into the male's um, household. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right? so yeah. Like, there's yeah, not that the much parents. more to get yeah, ready, other yeah, so than like setting there's... up the room or something. Yeah, I think it's all, and then it's all in preparation for like the day or day before or the night before, or like the the time period right before the wedding, and that's where all the big things kind of happen to a certain extent. At least for Chinese culture. Um, I know, like, in Asian culture, different cultures have various things. I know in Indian culture, like, the wedding is, like, a week long or something. <laughs> it's, like, a crazy celebration with the whole village. Yeah. Um, but just in Chinese culture, I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe certain... I think it depends on the community. Certain communities might have a larger thing for, like, village-wise and stuff, but I think... Everybody knows everybody. Traditionally isn't... Yeah, you're just more, like, just meeting... And, uncles and aunties and whatever you just meet like the people kind of share more of each other in terms of to like the family and let them meet each other kind of thing before the day so yeah i think i don't think there is a whole lot and then moving forward towards the day of i guess this is going to be the fun part so like what type of traditions do you know of let's say the night before the wedding uh, or actually is there anything before the night is it like the week of the wedding? Is there anything? I don't think so. Okay. And then, the, so the earliest would be the night before. I think so. At least to my knowledge, anyway. Okay. My limited knowledge. Okay. Um, there's so, a hair combing ceremony, which um, is essentially, generally speaking, you will find it most common uh, to be done on the bride to be side. So uh, basically, the bride is dressed in a uh, red pajama. Traditional, not traditional. necessarily. No, it's not traditional like um, clothing or anything. It's sure. like a, like a, like a certain style. Of, like, I guess the more Asian Chinese style, like kind of capo, like sort of like red pajamas. Okay. And so you again, buy? Do you do you have it made or bought specifically just for this one uh, thing? I personally like mine was bought because I don't. Is it only for that one particular event? Yes, and you also have red slippers that you have to wear. Wow. You are, yeah. And essentially, what you're supposed to, what's supposed to happen is the bride will be dressed in all red with the red, like the red PJs and the red slippers. And you'll have um, something called the hair combing ceremony where um, the bride will sit in, on the table in front of a mirror. And then there will be like, um, I think, three different combs traditionally. Um, one for each quote unquote comb of your hair. And the person who combs your hair has to be a specific, has to be a person that fits specific criteria. So usually it's another um, lady in the family. Um, who is married, have kids, and has a good marriage. Uh, and that person is supposed to come and comb the bride-to-be's hair from the top 
So where your three roots, times, right? Yeah, from basically from your roots okay. of your hair all the way down to the ends of your hair, however long your hair is. Um, and then each comb, she will say something like, um, um, like a yeah, blessing of some sort. Yeah, okay. and like the reason why this person who does the combing has to fulfill those particular criteria is in a way it symbolizes that she's kind of transferring it to you. Uh, kind of more like giving you their luck or blessing or their uh, blessings um, as you prepare yourself to embark on this new journey of being somebody else's wife or traditionally that's the symbolism of it that's why it's you like you have to find a specific person who fits this criteria well okay yeah if you have a mom that like has a good marriage etc then that fills but if not I guess they it opens up for at least other possibilities of other people it could it could also yeah, be like friends, a family friend family, yeah, yeah. friend family friend works cool. but i think the basic criteria criteria is that this person has a good marriage ha, um well of course is married and has kids huh. okay yeah i didn't know about the, that the, the kid luck yeah i guess sort so. of i mean uh, I the whole know. point of marriage is also to like um to continue uh, the bloodline of like the male family too right like the best thing back in the days for a, a female or a girl is to help the guy continue their bloodline like that is literally what they were the dynasty in the sense no. you know like huh okay i mean that's the night before was there anything on the guy side i don't think there was Oh, that there was. I think it was just more of like, make sure you have a good night rest. <laughs> no, actually, it was funny because I didn't know this until like I actually got married. Apparently, there's a hair combing ceremony for the guy, too. But... Oh, yeah, 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 there was. And then my but mom asked me if I wanted do to it. do something like that. I was like, uh, no, it's okay. Like, I mean... <laughs> Not too many actually do it. Well, that'd be interesting, though, to, to know. I mean, hey, if uh, any of our listeners are out there. Yeah, like, let, me, let, me, let me know if there's I'm actually interested. any type of uh, guy, I guess, Asian guy thing or Chinese guy traditions for the night before. Because I don't really think there was any for me. At least I didn't follow any, I don't think. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, oh, and then there's also after the hair combing ceremony for the girl, after all of that is done, uh, you're supposed to also have um, sweet dumplings or tongyun with your uh, with like the like the bride and her family is supposed to have tongue in. Okay. So it's like it's kinda like a, to represent like um what is it? Um turn to last supper. <laughs> no, not last, last supper. supper. It's more like turn to like a like a like wholesome, a, like a wholesome, a wholesome family. family sort of thing. Yeah, so very a lot of a lot of traditional kind of like symbolism kind of thing to bless the marriage. You just kinda of do yeah. everything you can to various sayings and whatnot. Okay. Fun fact: I actually didn't have a didn't have um, a lady in the family to comb my hair because my aunt couldn't make it to Canada for the wedding. So I actually had my uncle comb my hair. Okay. Yeah, it would have been his wife, but his wife couldn't make it. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. So, all right. Mm. All right. So let's move on to the day of. So day of typically. There is a tea ceremony, which is very common, I guess, for amongst our group of friends and whatnot. Before um, tea ceremony, there's more. Oh uh, yeah, true, true. There's there's picking up the bride, which the guy typically with his groomsmen would go and go to the bride's house, and then I guess traditionally there is like a thing where it used to be where the the bride is carried to the groom's house but i guess it may be a little westernized a little bit different nowadays where the guy goes picks up the bride instead and then it becomes uh there is door games or a lot of people call it that um it's mostly it's a trial from the trial by fire um <laughs> arranged the... by the, the bridesmaids for the, the groom and his and groomsmen and those are usually games uh or various things that would test quote unquote test the groom and test his... your manliness yo I or guess. Wh- are whether you're manly you're worthy. enough 
whether you're worthy to uh, take the bride with you. (laughs) Yeah. And then on top of the games, you better have money with you because you have to give (laughs) like you have to pay up before you can get the before you can get to the bride. You got to pay the bridesmaids. That is true. Um, Someone licey. And typically, it has to have like nines. A lot of nines in the number. Yeah, it's or, very or sim- well, that's symbolic. Nines, nines, nines are very are symbolic eights. for like long life, right? Mm-hmm. So um, eights are like symbolic for wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, you would never do anything with fours. Um, yeah, please don't. You would do, yeah, so typically <laughs> eights eight, and nines. Yeah. Um, like those are just, like symbolism wise, it's pretty cool. So like, I mean... For me, I, th- I thought of this a lot in terms of prepping for it, which is actually pretty cool because the way I did it was I gave like a bunch of nines. Was like nines think, or eights? I don't remember. It was either eights or nines, but just the big, big fat number. And I went up to like the hut ten thousands, hundred thousands worth of numbers. Wow, fallen. Yeah, yeah but, but, but it was but with actual cur- with actual money. But it was with various Asian currencies, so like Japanese yen is like in the thousand, like a thousand yen is like ten dollars. So I think I went like nine thousand yen, oh. right? That's like the thousandth digit of the nine. I think wands are the Korean won is I think lower currency. So I think I went ninety thousand won or something. Uh, I remember and you then, had rupees. And then I had yeah, I had rupees too. Which, uh, yeah, <laughs> so basically, like, like, what the I heck? went around Asia, effectively, <laughs> using all the currencies to actually build, like, nine, like five or six nines in a row. And then I think I had 99 cents of U.S. because the U.S. still uses pennies and Canada does not. <laughs> mm. <laughs> or something like that. So it was actually, it was just more fun trying to get all that uh, together. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there, there are door games and whatnot um and even once even you get through the door you still have to get to the bride's room at least that was what like there's stuff inside the games in the house to actually get there but i think it's more of um to also show that you know the groom is willing to do pretty much anything to get to the bride to a certain extent well there's also sincerity of the groom like is the groom yeah it depends on depends on like i guess what type of activities are planned yeah well i mean like the things like is usually done it's it tests a lot of like the like, groom's sh- personality as well too like whether you can like are you take uh, a punch take a punch can take, you take a joke you know can you like um but can you like man up at times you know different yeah, things like enough. that eat spicy foods yeah right, at least you didn't have a whole wasabi not, to or, a cracker or if not have like have i guess friends or groomsmen that are willing to help you take take it as well <laughs> if not so i think it's it's pretty cool i mean to a certain extent it's like yeah it's really fun but at the same time yeah i mean it does bring out like a bit more of the groom in that sense just to kind of as a symbolic nature mm-hmm. as all the everything is um to to for the family to understand and be like hey this guy is okay <laughs> actually there was one thing that uh during our wedding that i didn't know of until the photographer told us about it remember how you have to put the shoes on me before I can walk out the door. Yeah, and you carry them out or something like that. No, 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 you didn't carry me out. You just had to put the shoe on me. Sure, no. I didn't know about that. So apparently um, the groom is supposed to put uh, the shoes on for the bride before like he takes her out of the room. But yeah, I didn't know that mm. it was a thing. Yeah. And then after that, then you have tea ceremony. Or at a certain, at certain point of the day, you would have tea ceremony with yeah, like both sides is, of the family. Which is effectively the groom and the, and the bride honoring and respecting the various elders of the family that you're marrying into or marrying to. Yeah. Um, and just uh, addressing them and giving and pouring a cup of, or giving a cup of tea to them and saying and getting the blessing effectively from all the elders I guess traditionally it would be the elders of the village, elders of whatnot. Um, Generally family. But it would be like aunties, uncles, and people who you look up to effectively um, uh, most, to be able yeah, to do that. Most of the time it would be the like um, people who are important to your family. Um, so I guess examples would be, well, for sure your parents would be involved like as the ones receiving tea, for sure. Um, if you have like... Um, 
your aunt and uncle of the family. Sometimes there's that. Uh, grandparents as well, mm-hmm. if um, grandparents are around. Um, yeah, but basically... Do they have to be blood-related? I think it no. just depends. Well, no, it okay. doesn't have to be because, they're, like, I guess if you think back traditionally, it could even be, like, the village elder kind of thing. I would assume that if they were friends with, like, the village elder, think, they would be yeah, brought in kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's just whoever is important to your family. Or important to, like, um, not so much just the family, but also for, I guess, the bride and or groom, depending on which side it's, of the family. Yeah, I, think, I, I take it as, like, paying respects to yeah. effectively, like, People the, who watch the other you group, side or like, your side of the family yeah. want the bride or the other half to meet kind of thing. Like people of people that. who watch like, or, like help with your upbringing of sort, I guess. Hmm. Right? Well, yeah. That and then also it could be like family friends. Like your parents might like, oh yeah, this uncle or whatever that you've never met. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be good friends or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, and then tea ceremony. And then there is generally the wedding well, let's go into a little bit about what happens in the tea ceremony, too, other than just the tea. Um, there's also one other person involved in the tea ceremony, which generally is the person who helps you out with all the, uh, the, naming the honorific, the naming convention of each of the person in your family, like we talked about in one of our previous um, podcasts on language and, like, families. Um so that person is usually there to help facilitate the um, the tea ceremony, um, and that person can either be someone in a family, a good friend, or uh, you can even hire a third party person who specializes in doing that. Mm-hmm. It's a profession back in the day. So, like, does that have criterias, like that specific person? I think back in the day, it's just that person is very knowledgeable in the traditions and everything that needs to be done in a wedding. It's like an MC of the tea ceremony. Because they call call up the people to a certain extent and then they also... They're logistics specialists. They help with like all the the terms, I think. That's the main thing. The logistics of it too. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, like like I said, it used to be a profession back in the days. Hmm. Like being the Bakamze was a profession. <laughs> and then I think, yeah, I mean, after that, I think it's generally just the wedding or whatever ceremony you would have to be legally wed. And then usually there's like a banquet, either right after the ceremony, whatever, either a lunch or a dinner a kind of thing. And then that's pretty much, I think, the wedding thing. And then there's some traditions in terms of like days after the wedding that you might follow where it's like meeting the new family or bringing certain gifts back to um, the bride's family yeah such. that's just kind of like quote unquote cleaning up the the, the marriage in a sense kind of uh, cleaning up the wedding not the marriage sorry, sorry cleaning up the <laughs> wedding and then just making sure like things are like you help out with like the cleanup and and things are in order prior to kind of living your life i think yeah i have a question for you guys i don't know if it's a thing i feel like it is but like the night of your wedding did you sleep in like red bed sheets traditionally you're supposed to yeah i think the male would prep their bed or something yeah the male like the male family would have like the bed prepped all like decked out in wedding like decoration yeah and then but the idea the idea of that is also to start start your family yeah like luck for starting your family and then it's like because a lot of the times in the tea ceremony and stuff like i mean it's very patriarchal very like oh you want kids and whatnot there's even sayings during the tea ceremony (laughs) during during greetings it's like somnipola which is like in three years you're gonna get two kids in three years years, right and that's a blessing Mm -hmm. certain people might give to the to the to the couple right on their wedding Mm -hmm. day so it's like you better get started, right? <laughs> so, um, like I, I think, wonder how I would respond to that if I I don't want kids. Be like, no, 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 no. You can take that back. <laughs> I mean, politely, you would just say thank you or okay, okay. Or, like you just be nod, like, you know. hell no. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's completely up to you, but you know, respect and politeness on the day of, right? <laughs> 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I didn't expect to actually go through the whole, I guess, our wedding marriage kind of prep and, and whatnot, but... We didn't sleep on red going, <laughs> But I guess throwing it back to you, Angelina, since you're still in the dating game and whatnot, like, I guess how much of this kind of... Matters to you? How much of, like, these things that we've mentioned in terms of, like, the marriage prep, tea ceremony, door games, um, all these things, like, would you want that in your life? Or would you feel like it's something that you would... Want for want your at all? wedding? If not, then is it, like, your you would prefer it for family since you did mention previously with your dating and whatnot, you did like get influenced by family to a certain extent on certain aspects. Um, tea ceremony is something I definitely think that I want to do. Um, in terms of door games, I think would be something that would happen. It depends on who my bridesmaids are at that point. Cause it would be like, well, if they want to go through torturing my future husband, I guess, if they get oh, a I'm kick sure out of it. I'm sure they'll find it fun. Don't worry <laughs> about it. I mean, if they're your bridesmaid, they'll so, probably find it fun. <laughs> so you won't stop them? That's um, I would probably tell them, like, you know, don't kill the guy. I still need to gotta, I still gotta marry the dude. Okay. <laughs> so that's maybe basically a little what I said, about too. it, you know? <laughs> um, but then the Guadai Lai part of it, um, that's beyond my, that's out of my hands. Just mm-hmm. saying, because uh, mom already has some thoughts about that, so she so, wants one. So you want coconuts, got it. <laughs> I I mean, I don't know what I would do with coconuts either, because I don't eat coconuts. But, you want coconuts yeah, with like, hey hey on it, right? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, I want hey hey and poo on coconuts. I don't know <clears> what to do with the coconuts, but I would like that. Hey, hey, um, <laughs> but then, yeah, like... <laughs> I'm sorry to my boyfriend out there um, but like mom has been saying it's like oh like since we did all this for John to like bring to us into his place we're gonna like make your future husband do all that stuff and give us back everything but the thing is I don't think we did that much did we? no I don't think so this... I mean, I, I, don't mean, know, I mean we did something is... we did something but it wasn't like yeah, it's extravagant it's like, I want it back yeah, it wasn't extravagant but <laughs> it, sure it's symbolic these days yeah. I just found it really funny that mom's like yeah don't worry like we're gonna get the stuff back and I'm like okay mom what if I don't get married <laughs> you're never gonna I mean, you're never I'm gonna, gonna cash in on this <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah just um, hey you out there I'm sorry <laughs> it's, like sell- it's like selling the daughter yeah yeah kind of I, I feel like my parents would be like oh my gosh good riddance she's finally gone Ooh, that's <laughs> sad <laughs> but anyways but at the same time they don't want like they don't want too much pressure because they're also like they want me out of the house so it's like oh yeah just like do xyz and just take her <laughs> i would not be surprised if that's what happens Okay, so yeah, I mean, in terms of, so it seems like you're you're in line, you're like in line or like willing to have these kind of cultural aspects for your if yeah to oh. happen. <laughs> I guess at the end of the day, it's like I would go through the traditional like ceremonies and stuff, mm-hmm. but I think I would still prefer a Western style uh, ceremony slash reception. reception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, I don't particularly want to throw a Chinese banquet for my wedding just because I personally don't really like Chinese food. And they do shark fin, and I'm a huge advocate for not eating shark fin. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I you can request much. not to have shark fin. It can just be, like, the cheap version. Yeah, but I also just like white food more. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Huh. Yeah. Well, I mean... Hopefully through our discussion today, uh, our listeners got a little bit um, insight into the whole kind of Chinese Western culture of marriage prep um, and the whole process of it. I mean, for sure, I don't, by no means is this comprehensive at all. It's more of just no like us sharing, I guess it became something where we're just sharing what we did for our <laughs> wedding and, and what happened throughout our, I guess, dating and, uh, and dating life and engagement process. Um, it's a good documentation for me to go back to listen to if this happens to me too. Fair enough. Yeah. Or well, perhaps if it happens to you or when it happens to you, we can totally have a podcast to document. Totally can side. help out with that too. 
Yeah. Maybe we can bring on the boyfriend, fiance, husband. I know at that point. Mm. At that we'll point. See. Fair enough. <laughs> Well, and then uh, for our listeners, uh, thank you very much uh, for sharing and giving us your time, uh, sharing your time with us and letting us uh, kind of be in your ears and talk about all these things. That Um, sounds weird. Please don't (laughs) say that. (laughs) But uh, if you do uh, have any, um, anything to share in regards to your experiences, we'd love to hear uh, your feedback and what happened for your kind of lead up to marriage or even dating life in terms of... Or just fun stories you had on your wedding days. Well, related to cultures, of course, but yeah, I mean, those ones, not the other ones, not the crazy stories, <laughs> not the crazy, oh, stories. Oh, crazy stories are good. Stories. Anything in the bedroom stays in the bedroom. Let's just keep it at that. I wasn't even <laughs> going there, you know, thinking more like what happened during door games. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Anyways, until next time, I am John. We have Asunta. Angelina. And you've been listening to the BS Podcast. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The Bamboo Star Podcast is an independent production in hopes of documenting our thoughts and experiences as Chinese individuals growing up in a Western culture. This podcast is co-hosted by Angelina, Asunta, and myself, Jonathan Han, with editing done by Arena Chung. We thank you, the listener, for lending us your ears for this episode. We would love to hear your thoughts and views on this topic as well. Feel free to connect with us and the community on Twitter and Instagram at Bamboo Star Pod. Alternatively, any lengthier replies or comments can be sent to us at bamboostarpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>